Let's get our Bibles tonight and be turning to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, where we were this morning, and I spent a little more time really pressing a particular point of this. Um, We've been emphasizing serving um, the Lord for, I think the first sermon was September, it's in September, um, about uh, servant leadership. We've covered some passages about pastors as servants and deacons as servants. And, um, but I just want to look at this passage tonight again for a little while and talk about the durability of servants that really I'm inspired by and I, I really believe tonight is what God would have us to think about together because it's one thing to serve the Lord for a period of time. It's one thing to serve the Lord um, maybe because we get stirred up or something, but it's another thing to be in it for the long haul. And really this, this, this parable makes it clear that the two, the two men, the two servants that were rewarded in a positive way, who heard those words, well done, a good and faithful servant, were those who stayed with the stuff. And I'm glad, there are a lot of people in this room who feel the same way about that. I'm thankful for people who've been serving for a long time. But maybe particularly for people who, um, maybe you're younger, you might think about this tonight, and that is how long should I serve? That's going to be the thought for the night. How long should I serve? Matthew chapter 25. Let's stand together if you're able to stand for the reading of the Word of God. And we'll read the same passage we read this morning, beginning in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Matthew 25:15. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man severally, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Let's pray again. Lord, thank you again for your word and thank you for the distinct privilege that's ours, those of us who are saved, to be your children, to call you our Father, but also, Lord, to be servants of the Lord, to be allowed to serve you in different ways and Father, we want to be the servants that you'd have us to be, all of us. And so we pray that you'd bless tonight as we look at this particular subject and help us, Lord, to give to you the service that you deserve. And uh, not only for a brief period of time, but for all the time that we have. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. By the way... Uh, some of you may have heard the forecast that there's supposed to be thunderstorms coming and maybe even tornadoes. And Steve and I talked about it, and I just told him, if a tornado comes, that y'all are just going to continue 
continue on and I'll be downstairs praying for you. So we, we've got a, already got a game plan. So, <laughs> so the, we have three servants in this parable. We have the two servants, the one who was given five talents. This morning we talked about the fact that talents are not like we would think of a talent, like being able to play the piano or sing beautifully, that kind of a talent. But it was a measurement, what method of measuring is measuring money. So the two were faithful in their service, but one was not. And as we emphasized this morning there in verse 19, it says after a long time. And I, I just think about that, the importance of that because, you know, it's one thing to get somebody committed to a project for a short time. But it's another thing to get them committed for a long time. They didn't know when he's coming back. They didn't know how long it would be. We don't know how long this parable was, was uh, speaking of or implying. But we know this. Uh, Jesus, you know, 2,000 years ago, he fulfilled a part of this parable in that he went to a far country. And he hasn't returned yet. So it's been a long time. Been a couple of thousand years. And so this uh, one particular... A person in verse 18, when he came back, he found that he had not used the talent that he had been given. So the one didn't faithfully serve him. And so this question comes up in my mind, and that is how long should we serve? And when we talk about serving the Lord, we're not just talking about coming to church or attending church. We ought to attend church, but that's not really ministry uh, to attend church. People who come to church and they're involved in ministry maybe in music ministry, maybe in children's ministry, some other form of ministry, maybe an extension ministry, you know, going to the nursing homes like they did this afternoon. But service is what we've been emphasizing for a number of weeks. One of the, there's a number of reasons why I've emphasized it, other than the fact that I just felt like it would be a good thing for us to do. But one of them is because COVID kind of interrupted people's service in some ways and maybe not all of us, apparently not all of us, but some people, it just threw their routine of service off. They'd been accustomed to going to the nursing homes every Sunday. It's a part of their ministry. They pray about that. By the way, when you're involved in a ministry, it sort of helps you in your spiritual walk because you're praying about that and thinking about that. And you want to be, you want to be close to the Lord and preparing for sermons and Sunday school classes so we went, you know, for a period of time without any Sunday school classes. When we started, even started assembling again, there were no Sunday school classes for a while. We didn't have the choir singing. We didn't even have nursery for a while. So now we're getting back, gradually back to everything going in the right direction. But it's important to think about how long, how committed we ought to be to serving the Lord. How long should a servant serve? And as I was thinking about that, I thought, I, th I think you could put Christian servants into several different groups. There are those who uh, maybe seldom or never serve. They claim to be saved, but they really don't get involved in ministry in any way. That would be one group. Then there are those who have served, but they're no longer serving. And most of us could say, I know people that fit that category. They had, they, one time they were serving, one time they were involved in ministry, but, but no longer. And there could be a variety of reasons for that. And then there are those, and, and this would be the most rarest one, I think, and those those who have really never actually served, 
but they decide to get on board and start serving. And I, you don't see that a whole lot, but that's a great thing. I have seen it over the years. Somebody that's just have been content just to be in church and not really active in ministry. Then all of a sudden, by God works in their life, and they say, you know, I've got some things I could offer, and they start getting involved. And that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? We thank the Lord for that. And then there's another group of people, and that is those who have served, and they are serving, and they probably will always serve. And that's, that's really what I think these first two represent. Because they started out serving, and when a long time later, the Lord came back, and they were still serving. And uh, they, imagine that. To me, that takes a real measure of discipline, a real commitment and, and level of consecration. You know, you, it's, it's one thing I said to serve a short term. You know, one of the good things about short-term missions projects, and that's someone, we've known people like that, they go to a mission field, but they're only committing maybe six months or maybe three months. And they're just going to get a taste of what mission work is like. They're not committing their life to it. It's another thing to know men and families like we know, people that we serve or that we represent or partner with, I should say, that have been on the field, same area of ministry, maybe 35 years or 37 years, and they're still doing the same thing. Isn't that an amazing thing? And, uh, and so to me, that's what these two people kind of represent. They served, without, they served without seeing their boss for a long time. That's something, isn't it? You know, to serve for years, maybe, you never even get to see the one that gave you the assignment. No matter what hardships come, no matter what struggles come, and we all know people like that, and we thank the Lord for that. And that's really what I just want to encourage us in tonight. And this is not the only place that we see this kind of language. You might mark your place there in Mark 25. And let's go to the Gospel of Luke for just a moment. Luke chapter 19. This is a similar parable, but it's, but it's different. Um, but it's also about this whole matter of, of Jesus going away to receive a kingdom and he's going to come back. Luke chapter 19 and verse 11 it says, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was not at Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. This is a similar parable. I don't, I don't like this one as much because in verse 16 it says, Thy pound hath gained ten pounds, and that just automatically puts people in a bad mood when you talk about gaining 10 pounds. So I stay away from that. But, but notice what it says in verse 13. It says, notice the last four words, occupy till I come. Now the word occupy doesn't mean to just sit in a spot. The word occupy means to be busy. Busy yourself. The, the language in Matthew 25 is they begin to trade. They were using the tools, using the resources. But how long? And Jesus gave us these parables, not just so we could know about um, the fact that he was going away, not just so we could know about the fact that he was coming back, not just so that we'd know about the fact that he gave us 
gifts. He gave us resources. He gave us talents. He gave us a pound, whatever you want to look at. He, he didn't just give it that we can know. He gave it to us. All the things in here I think are relevant to us. And this one is relevant. Occupy till I come. Keep doing it until I come. And you know what? Jesus is going to come. He may come and take us home with him. Individually he may come and take us home. He may come in the rapture of the saints and take all of us home, but he's coming. And how long are you supposed to serve? How long, if I understand this parable correctly, we're to occupy till he comes. Now, I, that's what I see this, this scripture saying. Keep serving until I return. And the same thing in Luke 19, we saw in Matthew 25. If, and he asked in verse 15, he asked when he, when he was returned, verse 15 of Luke 9, uh, chapter 19, when he returned, having received the kingdom, he's going to return as a king. Then he commanded those servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained. What have you done with what I gave you? Now, we emphasized that this morning. Some of you were in the other building for the children's ministries, but we emphasized all of that this morning. But the point I want to emphasize tonight is he wanted them to be busy until he returned. I think it's clear, you know, I, think, I, I, I would think we could all come to an agreement on this. I think it's clear that God wants all of us to be his servants. We don't all do the same thing. We covered that in numerous messages, including the one this morning. God gifts us in different ways. God gives us different opportunities. I love the language of Matthew 25. When he, when he distributed these talents to every man according to their ability, he gives us what he knows we're capable of doing. He doesn't give us more than we can do. He doesn't give everybody the same thing. But God wants us all to be servants. If, if you say, well, I just don't, I, I don't agree with that. And I, you, I don't think you could disprove that statement with the Bible, that all of us are to be servants. I mean, we've covered that in great detail. Our place of service, our role may, may change. I have a real good friend who uh, resigned as pastor of the church. I'd been in their church a number of times over the years and he resigned his pastor a year or two ago, but he continues to teach. He continues to preach. He continues to minister and serve in other capacities. He's still a servant. He's just not in the same role, and that could happen to any of us. Sometimes because of our age, our limitations, our service could be different than when it once was. There may be times when serving the Lord has to temporarily be interrupted. You know, we've not, we, we probably know people who have serving in a particular capacity, and yet their, their job changed. They had to take on a different, longer work days or traveling. Their ministry changed. Sometimes it changes. But that doesn't mean we quit serving. You know, sometimes people's health issues will interrupt their service. And they don't have... They may have a problem they've got to deal with. You can't overcome. You can't, you can't continue sometimes to do what you were doing... And, that, but, and sometimes a health issue prevents that. I was preparing, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about my mother who gave us a great testimony of serving the Lord. And all the, all the years that I can remember, I'm, I'm can't, I can't talk about what I couldn't remember, 
But all the years I could remember, my mother was active in church. She was going to church. She was a Sunday school teacher, and she taught a variety of different Sunday school classes, usually the ones that nobody else wanted. She was a teacher. But she went um, blind over, she had two bouts with cancer, and she went, uh, her eyesight got so bad, I can still see my mom sitting out on the porch in, in the daylight with a magnifying glass. So that's the only way she could read her lesson or read the Bible. And her, her ministry changed, but she never quit serving. And she got to the place she couldn't drive. And I remember her pastor telling me, how that she, my mom would call the pastor and his wife if they would come pick her up and take her on visitation so she could go visiting because she couldn't see any longer to drive. I'm just saying, our ministry may change. It may be altered, but all of us are to still serve. There's, there's no reason for us to think that we can't serve. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's a good thing that God would let us serve him. So there may be temporary pauses in our service But none of us ever permanently retire from serving the Lord. Uh, I was telling my wife the other day, a day or so ago, I'm not sure when, but uh, I said, you know, one of these days when I'm no longer pastoring, I think I want to be an an usher and a greeter. I think I'd, I think, did I tell you that? Did I tell you that or I just thought I told you? Yeah, I did tell you. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know. If I don't know if it really happened or not, she can straighten me out on it. I can tell you that. But you know what? What a meaningful ministry to be a, to be an usher and a greeter in a church. To welcome people when they come in. To help them find a seat. To make sure they get... What a wonderful ministry. And you people say, well, I don't think it's that important. I think it's very important. I'm even thinking I might get in the choir one of these days. Wouldn't that be something? How long should a servant serve? That's the question. Revelation 2 says this, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. It may not be worth the time tonight, but I think it is just to emphasize the fact that not only does God want us to serve, but he wants us to be in it for the long haul. He wants us to be in it until he comes. This is not just once or twice it says this in the Bible. It says it numerous times in the Bible. Occupy till I come. Jesus said, no man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, when you start, you ought to keep at it. Keep your hands on the plow. Keep doing, keep serving. So the question comes to me, I think about these two men in uh, Matthew chapter 25. The question comes to me, you know, what deadline should we put on our service? How long, what should, we, should we put a deadline? Now, we have this reputation in our church. Um that sometimes people get asked to fill a position temporarily. Like, do you, do you think you could just help out in children's church until we find somebody? And 15, 20 years later, they're still in children's church. So well, should we put a deadline on our service? And, and I say that in jest, but the point is, yeah, we may, we may do something for a while. We may say, well, I'll do this for a a month or two, or I'll do this, I'll try this ministry out. And by the way, I encourage people to do that. If you're not sure you would like to be in a particular area, maybe working with preschoolers or working with whatever, you know, um, try it for a while, work at it for a while, see if it, see if it seems like a fit. I'm not talking about you might, not, you might do something for a while and stop and start doing it. I'm just talking about serving in general. Should we put a deadline on how long we're going to serve? 
Is it just till I find something better to do? Is it just till I get discouraged? Is it till I'm, till I'm no longer appreciated? Have you ever heard somebody say this? And You know, I, I feel like I've done my time. Let the younger generation do it. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Many of us have. I've heard that said. But you know what? That's, that's not really in the Bible. Don't you love the example of Caleb who after spending 40 years wandering in the wilderness and, and finally they get out of that wilderness journey and at 80 years old, he said, I want the land that's promised to me. At 80 years old, I still have that dream. I still have that desire. I think that's the way we ought to be. We're not, we're not looking for a place to quit. Now, you may be looking for an opportunity to retire from your employment, your occupation. That's understandable. But I just don't see in the Bible where we ought to stop serving the Lord. That there ought to be some age limitation or service or, or tenure or say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit serving for a while. I hope there's always something that we can do. I was encouraged uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, by someone who's on up in years and knows that there are a lot of things they can't do, but they have a burden to serve the Lord. They want to serve the Lord. Just saying even to me, what, pray with me that I can know what I can do. I, I don't want to stop serving the Lord. So all of that tonight is the purpose of all this is just to think about what our commitment to serve should look like. And I'm not saying this because anybody's recently quit the ministry. As a matter of fact, since we've been doing this series, several people have got involved in ministry in different ways. We're very thankful for that. And if, and if it's possible, and I, I'm not the one to judge, but if you've been... If you've been going through this and hearing and listening and thinking about this and you're not a committed servant of God, I'll tell you it'd be a good time to say, you know, I'm going to figure out something I can do for the kingdom of God. I want to do my part. You know, we're, I, the language in Matthew 25, I'm just thinking about this, where it says in verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants, and delivered unto them his goods. And that parable is about us. It's a barrel about Jesus going away to a far kingdom. He's going to a far place. He's gave us the responsibility of to carry forth the work of the gospel. And, but it says he called his own servants. I personally believe that every one of us have been called to serve. That we've been called to serve the Lord in some capacity. And... I think the first step is just be willing to say, Lord, I really do want to serve you. I'm not sure what that means. And I know people serve in the nursery, and thank God for that. And they serve on cleaning teams. Thank God for that. People serve in a lot of different ways. But there could be someone just said, I'm just not really sure what I could do. But you know what? Pray about it. Ask God. God could show you what to do. And I'm just throwing this out for your consideration. Not that you... Not like if you say, I'm going to be on a, a nursery team. That doesn't mean you have to be in the nursery. You're not a lifer necessarily. I mean, we will let you get out. When you get to the point, you know, I don't know what that point is. There may be a point. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're a lifer. If you get, if you became, if you get to work up in the, the sound booth, if you're serving out in the, in, on a security team, I'm not saying if you, you do that, you're, you're necessarily a lifer that you're, 
that you can't ever quit, but I'm just saying this. Why don't you get in, why don't you get into service saying, I'm planning to stay, I'm planning to serve the Lord till he comes back. Till he comes for me. Young people, our commitment to serve the Lord is a very serious thing. And it's a very personal thing. It's between us and the Lord. You know, you could go to a youth conference or a youth camp or some special meeting and, and really be stirred by preaching, and I'm all for that, and say and make a commitment. Maybe others are making commitments. You say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve the Lord with my life. And it's easy to say those kind of things, but I'm going to tell you, that's, that's a serious commitment. It's a commitment that every person ought to make. But it's between you and the Lord. You know, when, when these fellas signed on right here, they had no idea how long it was going to be. He, all he said was, I'm going to be gone. And I'm not going to tell you how long I'm going to be gone. But I want you to stay busy till I get back. That's really something, isn't it? We serve the Lord with a similar uncertainty. We don't really know how long we're going to be doing this. He said, occupy till I come. Occupy in times of difficulty. Occupy in times of weariness. Occupy in times of you struggle. Occupy when you've got a lot of people serving with you. Occupy if you're the only one serving. Just occupy till I come. Isn't that something? And you know what? If I, if I, I wouldn't have, I don't, I wouldn't have the audacity to say that. I wouldn't have the audacity to say, uh, Aaron, I want you to stay in that sound booth and you, you'd be there every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And uh, do it forever. I wouldn't have the audacity. I'd, I'd say just do it a few more weeks, could you? <laughs> but Jesus is not me. He has the right to tell me. I want you to serve me until I come. You know why? He did everything for me. He died on the cross for me. He took all of my guilt upon his own self. He died for me and raised again and gave me eternal life and adopted me into his family. He made me a part of his family. God is my father and he has every right to say to me, I want you to serve me the rest of your life. I believe that. And I know many of you believe that. No matter how long it takes, no matter what it means, good times, bad times, difficult times, easy times, it's a real challenge. This, to me, when I look at this aspect of what these servants were doing, I see that it's a challenge to continually, think about this, to continually serve someone you've never seen and still keep serving for your whole life until he comes for you. Now, for some of us that were maybe a little bit older, adults, when we got saved. That's not quite as long. But imagine some of these kids. Some of these fellows right over here, these guys serve the Lord faithfully. I see them up here weed eating. and I, You know what I'm saying? Just serving the Lord. Imagine, what if I had started serving the Lord when I was a little kid like this? Some of these other people, young people, they, they, were, they were raised in this church. They've been serving the Lord their whole life. Now they've got children that are, are serving the Lord. I'm just telling you, that's a challenge. We, we have to have a view of the future to do that. Otherwise, if we're not thinking correctly, and by the way, we can all think incorrectly, 
But if we're not thinking correctly, we get to thinking, well, how come somebody else is not doing this? Or where are they when we're up here doing this stuff? We can start thinking like that. Or does the Lord really notice? Or this is, I've been doing this same thing year after year after year. We can start thinking like that. So we have to have a long-term view of the future. It's essential. These guys, I'm going to keep coming back to these guys. These guys could not have done what they did if they were not thinking that he's going to come back one of these days. I'm sure they checked everyone. How long has he been gone? When do you think he's coming? You think he's really coming back? They just kept on serving. And when he came back, they were faithful. Aren't you, aren't you certain that they were elated, thankful that they were faithful when he came back? I'll guarantee you they were. It's essential that we be able to focus, not just on the immediate. That's one of the reasons we get off track sometimes is we're just looking at the immediate. What does it look like today? It's critically important as servants of the Lord that we have the, this long-term vision. I mean, this would make it easier. Just think like this for a moment. What if I knew how much time I had left? What if I knew that? And I've got a secret to tell you. I know when he's coming. No. <laughs> what if I knew I had five years left? Five years seems like a long time, but it's not really. Or what if I knew I only had one year left? Would that change? That would change the way we think sometimes. That would change the way we serve. We might do things differently. If a person, let's just imagine, what if a person knew, well, let's just back it up. Let's just say a person thinks, you know, I, I've, uh, I'm really going to stretch myself, but I think I could buy me a new boat and a new car. Now, it's going to really, I'm going I'm to have to cut out my missions giving, but I think I could do that. But then all of a sudden they found out Jesus is coming back in a year. You think that's, you think they'd go out on the limb and buy that car and buy it? No, they wouldn't. You're right, they wouldn't. They say, you know, he's coming back. I don't want to. I don't want to face him, and I've, I've, I've extended my far, extended myself to a place I can't afford it. I'm not even giving to missions. I'm cutting back. You know what? You wouldn't. If you knew he was coming back right away, you wouldn't do that. You'd say, I'm going to put this money in missions. I'm going to use this to try to get somebody saved. I'm going to use it for something else. We'd, we, might, we might be kind of uh, negligent in the way we're training our children. We might be letting some things slide and say, well, that's really not that important. You know, it's not that important. But you know what? If you knew he was coming right back, you would double down to make sure you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. But he wants us to live like that, like he could come at any moment. None of us know exactly how long we have. The challenge is to live, look for him to come, and faithfully serve him with our life, with our lives. Out of curiosity today, I went and, I went and pulled a cassette. Some of y'all know what cassettes are. I went and pulled a, a cassette that I have of a of a 
sermon that my pastor in Texas preached on November the 7th, 1976. November the 7th, 1976. I remember the sermon. I don't remember everything about it. But, but I, I wanted that. When I left that church, they said, is there anything, you know, any sermons you'd like to have? And I, I said, yeah, I'd like to have copies of these certain sermons. The, the reason I mention that is because it was in that sermon. I was, I was 22 years old. I was a house painter by trade. And um, in that sermon, he preached a message. And in that, in that sermon, I just was so moved that God wanted my life. I, was, I, would, I would, didn't want to be a preacher. I wasn't planning on being a preacher. At that time, I wasn't sure I was going to be a preacher. But I, but I was saved, and God was working in our family, and but on that, here's the point. In that service, on that Sunday morning, is, is I made a conscious, deliberate decision to give my life to serving the Lord. I didn't know what that meant. I had a bus route. I sure didn't want to be a lifer on the bus route. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I had a bus route. I hadn't been saved a year, year and some months. But, I, but, that, but the point is, I meant that decision. It was a serious decision for me. And I'm not, I'm not making myself the example, but I'm just saying this. We can make those kinds of decisions. And there are people in this room who've done the same thing. Some point in time in their life, between them and God, not just for their friends. Not just because it was popular. Not just because other people were doing it. But because they knew that God wanted their life. They gave their life, not a few months of their life, not a few years of their life. They gave their whole life, not knowing how long they would live, not, long, not knowing what the future would hold. They gave their life to serving God. And you know what? They're still serving Him. I thank God for people like that, don't you? I thank God for people like that. And there are people in this room been doing it longer than I have, serving the Lord. Next month, that'll be 45 years ago. I should have told you I did it when I was three. That would make me not look so old. How long should we serve him? He said, occupy till I come. Go back to that passage in Luke 19, and we'll wrap this up. Luke 19. Verse 11 says, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem, because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, Therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, and to return he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. I read that because I want to emphasize the verse before it. Verse 10. This is the record of Zacchaeus' conversion. But verse 10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. That was like a mission statement, Jesus said. This is why I came. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. 
I came to rescue sinners. I came to find broken people and bring healing to their heart and their life. I came to seek, look in verse 10, just look at it with me. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable. And in that parable, he said, occupy till I come. I think it's significant, and I want to end with this, that Jesus taught this immediately after saying what his purpose in life was. I, it's like I'm going away, but I want you to keep doing my work while I'm gone. And what is his work? It's not just, it's not, it's, it's all a part of the picture, but it's not just cleaning buildings and changing diapers. It's about getting people saved and getting people in church and making disciples. We're to busy ourselves with the business he left us to do until he comes back. Now, sometimes things happen that interrupt our particular ministry. I use COVID again as an example of that. That's an unusual thing, but we're to occupy till he comes. We're to be witnessing. We're to be giving to missions. We're to be serving and praying. I'm, and then in the first three weeks of November, just a reminder, we're going to be talking a lot about missions, have several missionaries here with us. But the point is, that's what we're here to do. Church, that's what we're here to do. Church member, listen. What we do, whether it's going to the nursing home or or, or going visitation, or working in teen ministry, or whatever it might be, children's church, whatever it might be, it's all a part of trying to get people saved. Wouldn't it be a horrible thing to be having church when we're just sort of, uh, as, as, a, as a man said many, many years ago, you know, instead of being fishers of men, we're being keepers of the aquarium. We're just we're just kind of keeping the fish. It's not really, you know, we're all supposed to be trying to reach people with the gospel. We're to occupy till he comes. We'll be busy. We're to be busy doing what he was busy doing. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. So tonight, several things I would like to ask you to personally consider. Number one, Am I really committed to serving Him? Have I ever really committed my life, my life, to serving Him? This is not just about preachers. I say this, I know my wife is as committed as I am to serving the Lord with her life. And I look around and I see lots of men and women like this. That's the way it should be. But that doesn't mean everybody here has made that commitment. Maybe you hadn't thought about it. Maybe you thought, well, I'm, I'm busy, active, I'm doing something. But, but I'd like to think we could make a commitment that we could say, God, by your grace and with your help, no matter what the future holds, as long as I'm able, I'm going to be serving you. I may not be doing the same thing I'm doing now, but I want to be serving you. I think that's a reasonable commitment. I think it's a biblical commitment. And I think it's a commitment that none of us will ever regret. I don't deserve to serve the Lord. You don't deserve to serve the Lord, but he lets us serve him. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for our church and for a church that serves the Lord and is busy about his business. So number one, are we committed to serving him? And number two, are we committed individually? individually 
Are we committed to serving Him as it relates to His mission, His life purpose, His mission statement? I came to seek and to save that which is lost. Maybe we've kind of, maybe this would be some sad, you know, I kind of got out of the routine of, of witnessing or sharing the gospel or giving out gospel tracts, but I need to get back in it. We don't know how much time we got left. He could come tomorrow. Amen? He could come tomorrow. He could come tonight. But however much time we have, we ought to be busy doing what he's given us to do. Let's bow our heads together for prayer. With our heads bowed this evening, just a moment I want to pray. But tonight, would you think about your own life and don't think about what you can't do. Think about what you can do. What could I do to serve the Lord? What would God want me to do? Maybe you've gotten out of the routine of serving the Lord. But now would be a good time to say, Lord, I want I got to get back at it. I want to stay at it. Young person, you may be actively serving the Lord, but maybe you never really thought about it. Giving your life to Him. I want to give you my life, Lord. However you want to use me, whenever, however you want to use me. Father, we thank you once again as we have a number of times for just the emphasis we find in the scripture about serving you and how you would call us your servants, how you would let us serve you, and we're grateful for it. Father, I pray tonight that you would just encourage our church family. I thank you for the people in this room who week after week month after month, year after year, are great examples of the very thing that we see in the Scripture, occupy till I come. What, a, what examples, and we're grateful for them. And I pray that, God, you'd help us all have that kind of commitment. We've got a lot to do, important responsibilities, but, Lord, we want to be faithful. We don't deserve it. But Lord, we want to hear you say one day, well done, good and faithful servant.